Quinn and Lily found the cut-off and cleared land through a thicket of pine trees and headed down the muddy road on foot, fearing getting her cruiser stuck. The thicket opened up onto the burn site just as it started to sleet, nothing left but a footprint of gravel and concrete blocks, the charred remains of the trailer heaped into three piles of dirt and shorn metal. The whole site had been scraped clean and neat, no power or telephone lines ever reaching this far off the main roads of Tibbahaw County. Quinn squatted to the ground and sifted through some dirt, finding some blackened and twisted PVC pipe and a rusted screwdriver with a melted handle. Lily kicked around the site, towing at piles with her boots and walking toward the edge of the land, looking south toward where the gentle, deadened slope gave way to the highway leading back to Jericho. She kept her hands in her pockets, a sharp, cold wind kicking her hair up off the collar of her jacket. Quinn threw down the pieces and joined her at the edge. Not much left, he said. I'll check the property records in the morning. You don't think they owned the land? They could have been squatting, Lily said. Lots of trailers just set down where people won't bother them. Don't expect much. Is the fire marshal still Chuck Tuttle? He signed off on this deal. Yeah, he's still around. You don't like him? I like him fine. He is just too friendly when he should be doing work. Maybe he talked to the Bullard girl or heard something. Lily shrugged, pulling the hair back from her eyes only to find them covered again. Everything down in the valley was gray and lifeless, mud up to their ankles. Cold wind cut through the pines, making sounds like an approaching train. Hamp's coat suits you, she said, smiling, sort of absent and loose, looking down into the valley. He'd be proud you have it.